Volunteer State. It's time to join the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Volquest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and the nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. Celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. By Blue Bunny Ice Cream. Available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. By Tennessee LASIK Associates. Proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK and by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by... everybody hope it's been an outstanding sunday for you across the great state of tennessee or wherever you might be listening tonight i'm chris slow with my compadre austin price we're at the texas roadhouse in alcoa uh packed as usual here we'd love for you to come by and see us munch on a steak i think austin had his usual grilled chicken tonight chicken ap- applesauce french no, fries oh no, i just uh, actually had boneless buffalo wings. okay boneless buffalo wings you, you can't go wrong here at texas roadhouse uh, we're here, and we'll be here through middle part of February and then rotate to uh, Turkey Creek, to the Turkey Creek location. We'd love for you to come by here anytime, hang out with us, talk a little football, a little, little basketball, a lot going on, AP, a lot going on. And if you've been watching the NFL playoffs today, I don't know that in my life of covering any level of football I've seen a turnaround quite like this Chiefs-Texans game. Texans leading 24 to nothing. In this football well, game. Ten, about 10 minutes to go in the uh, second quarter. It was 24 nothing, and then it's now 51-31. Yeah, just a Chiefs. Something straight out of the twilight zone in this football game. And uh, but here well, it, lo- all, it all turned. It was 21 nothing. They elected to kick a uh, – the, the, the Texans elected to kick a field goal on fourth and inches instead of going for it and kind of, you know, for the proverbial knockout punch. So it's 24 nothing. Chiefs go right down and score. You don't go for it on fourth and inches, but then you fake a punt at your own 40. You don't get it. Then it's 24-14, fumble kickoff, 24-21, boom. I mean, it's – Chiefs scored three touchdowns in, tw- in, in uh, three Three and a half minutes, yeah. Three touchdowns in three and a half minutes. We're glad you're with us tonight on The Nation. We do it every Sunday night. We certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us. A lot going on in and around Tennessee athletics Kelly Harper's team winning today. The Lady Vols over Georgia. Rick Barnes 
Men Vols winning yesterday. And, they swept uh, the week, one at Missouri and then yesterday. And we, we said last Sunday that this week would be critical. You go on the road against Missouri, they get that when they come off that, you know, sort of an ugly home loft LSU. They get it, they gut out on the road against uh, Missouri, and yesterday was the epitome of gutting one out when you shoot 25% from the floor. Jordan Bowden goes 1 of 17, and somehow, some way, you figure out a way to win that basketball game against it, South Carolina. It was watching paint dry yesterday. Ooh. You know, I mean, it was. I mean, it. But those kind of wins, AP, are the you, difference you, potentially you, of, may, of maybe, and I don't know this is an NCAA tournament team, but those are the kind of wins at home where you have, when you shoot 25%. When you had no business winning and you win. Those I, maybe I, are the difference to at least come early March to have a chance to get in versus not getting well, in. Well, everybody knows my, my affinity for golf. It, this is the equivalent of, you know, Finding a way after you put one in the water hazard to still make a par on a Which, hole. by the way, I played with you 50 times in my life. You've never put one in the water hazard. Uh, uh, yeah, only every other hole. Um, but, I mean, the point is, is I mean, you, you're right. I mean, you found a way to win a game you probably should not have won. Now you play a Georgia team that, you know, is a really talented team. You've got to go on the road and play them. And, and a Georgia team, it's, it's sort of been a weird team. They, a week ago, they have a great win at Memphis. Now, they've played two tough games, two tough teams. They yeah. lost to Kentucky and Auburn in back-to-back games. But a, but a Georgia team that's got plenty of talent. Oh, a, a ton of talent and a really a nice job, you know, by that entire staff of just kind of bringing that program along, a program that's probably really been an underachieving program for several years now, um, dating back, you know, about four four coaches a little through the last four. They, they've just been a struggle bus. So um, it would be interesting to see, you know, what how Tennessee plays coming up this week having to go down to Athens. I, I'll say this. I don't know, you know, how, how you can kind of snap him out of the funk. I don't know if it's bringing him off the bench, which is something that, you know, he did, you know, last year and, and, and at points during his career. But Jordan Bowden, I've, I've never seen a kid just struggle. I, you know, I love to make that analogy about, you know, he's just not Batman, you know. I mean, he's got to be a, a, a Commissioner Gordon, or, you know, or an Alfred. You know, I mean, I – but it's it's so true. He, I just think he feels the weight of the pressure on him being, you know, that lone senior. And, you know, he's just – he is really, really struggling. You know, he did not play as bad at Missouri. He he kind of, you know, had a nice little stretch there early and then made that big three late uh, against the Tigers that helped propel Tennessee to a victory. But, you know, I mean, when, when you – you know, you've got Pons who, you know, was was – you know, had really a, just a terrible game yesterday after really kind of being a, a really, I think, a pleasant surprise to this point in the season. Uh, and then, you know, Johnson and then Bowden, when those three, you know, struggle the way they did, Tennessee's just going to, you know, struggle mightily against good competition. But luckily yesterday, South Carolina had their struggles as well, and Tennessee found a way. you gotta, you got to keep shooting. Though. I don't think you win a whole lot of games this year. If you don't get anything, any offensive production from Jordan Bowden. Yeah, I agree. But you've got to find, you've got to do something different. Find ways, you know, whether it's bringing him off the bench, whether I mean, get, your, get get him started. Look what Jeremy did with Jarrett. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you know, and nobody but, nobody goes that route. Yeah. But I mean, like maybe he just needs to see the flow of the game and then come in or yeah, or you know, from him. they got one way or the other. They've got to get points from him. The nation is presented across the state of Tennessee each week by our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating their 30th anniversary serving. Tennesseans. Be ahead of other buyers by getting pre-qualified before you start looking. Pre-qualification gives you bargaining power and can help you close quicker, get pre-qualified, get moving. Even whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, MIG can help you fulfill 
your home buying goals. Don't let your lender lose your loan in outer space. Keep your mortgage on the ground with MIG. It's not rocket science. Mortgage Investor Group has real offices and real people right here in Tennessee. <coughs> mortgage Investor Group is committed to helping Tennesseans fulfill their dreams of home ownership. Their mortgage experts will find, and they will structure the mortgage that best fits your needs and achieves your goals. Mortgage Investors Group wants to be your home lender. Buying a new home, maybe you just need to lower your home loan payment, pull out some cash out of the equity of your home, let Mortgage Investors Group work for you. Go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender, license 109-111-1091-11. All right, AP, on the football front, just a little bit of news. <laughs> of course, I'm being facetious. <laughs> Surrounding the Tennessee football program, big number 73, Trey Smith who we hope to catch up with in our second segment tonight here on The Nation. We'll be back for his senior season. Trey with just a – I hated I couldn't be there for the press conference I was traveling, but just an awesome speech uh, before announcing that he would be back and, and talking about his mom, his late mom, Dorset, and his dad and his sister and what Tennessee – this not only this, the, the university but the state and, and how much pride he took and still takes in playing for the state university to come back. He's on target to graduate in May. He said he promised his mom – that he would one day play in the NFL and he would get his degree. He's going to make good on both of those yeah. promises. He's going to come back and play his senior year. Uh, again, we hope to catch up with Trey in the second segment of the nation also. And staying along an offensive and, 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 line where you, where you win ball games, Tennessee getting some, some news that Cade May is going to come back and sort of keep it in the family, transferring from Georgia to Tennessee. Tennessee try, or He hopes to get eligible right away. He's re- He's retained Tom Mars, an attorney who's sort of specialized in helping kids get that waiver from the NCAA to be eligible immediately without having to sit out. But, boy, if they get him eligible, and I want you to weigh in right away, that offensive line next year, they don't lose anybody, has a chance to be as good as, as anybody, certainly anybody in the SEC. Well, you're, you're exactly right. And when you, know, when you look at the offensive line, Obviously, everything starts with 73, Trey Smith. Brandon Kennedy got his sixth year of eligibility, and so he'll be back. If you just kind of plug it in, if Cade played right guard, and then you've got Darnell Wright and Wanye Morris and Karon Calvert and all three of those young kids can continue to progress in spring practice at the tackle position, Tennessee obviously already has Jerome Carvin and the Riley Locklear um, who, have gotten, who have gotten substantial playing time. It's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Would there be a casualty or two along the offensive line? Potentially. I could, you know, if, if you're an older guy like a Locklear, you know, I mean, if you want to play and, and you realize you may not be able to play, you know, maybe, maybe you know, you look elsewhere. I, I just You just know how kids are these days. Kids transfer on the drop of a hat. Obviously, Cade, I, you know, and, and talking to him and, and, and talking to, you know, other people, you know, he, he when, when Cooper committed to Tennessee, you know, it, it's one thing, you know, when you're, in, you know, playing at Georgia and, and Cooper's playing at Catholic. But all of a sudden, when Cooper's now at Tennessee, I think that changed a lot for him. I think a lot of his buddies that were down at Georgia either were going on to the NFL on the offensive line or, you know, uh, going to the NFL like a guy like Jake Fromm. There are, you know, I just think when he looked around, it was more important for him to come and play with Cooper 
and to be a part of his family on a weekly basis. And, you know, and you know, otherwise, you know, it, they would have made it work. You know, I mean, Melinda could have went and watched Cooper and Kevin went and watched Kate and, and switched out the next week, whatever. But, I, you know, I think that he felt like the timing was right to, to, to take a look at it. And, you know, obviously, you know, they hope to get him eligible. Tennessee hopes to get him eligible. Kate hopes to play right away. And uh, he'll be out there for spring practice in uh, what I'm told will be his old high school number, number 68, 68. Um, would be the number that he likely will end up with at Tennessee. And, um, you know, I, if you're a Tennessee fan, I, 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 what I've kind of said all along, you know, when I talked to the Mays family, you know, the last couple of years, I always said, you know, and I told Cooper this, when Tennessee started recruiting him, and he was still catching some of the backlash from, from you know, Cade's decision to go to Georgia. <laughs> I, I told him at the time, I said, fans are fans. And I said, they're, they're, they're the best thing Tennessee's got going for them. But I said, it's hurt. at times, it, they, you know, it, it hurts. You know, it, they, they can hurt you a little bit. And I said, in your instance, you've got to understand, if Cade came back here, all the people, or at least most of the people that were, you know, going bananas because he went to Georgia would come totally back on board. You know, and so I you're, said. You're saying all those people that made those calls to radio talk shows and all those Twitter posts would like to have some of them back maybe well, sure they would they would like, you know most of them would most of them would now not all some people are going to stick they're going to dig in and say no you know but most of them would and and, and you know and the other day proved it I mean and I, and I told I told Cooper that I said see this is exactly what I told you two years ago and, and part of this whole deal I mean and, and, and here's the deal all the Georgia fans that said oh how great is that right. his mom and dad let him make his own decision and, and now they're and now furious. they're all just furious yes, and it just the, the script flipped. Well, welcome welcome Welcome, welcome to college football, and certainly welcome just to the Just welcome SEC. to fandom. This yeah. is the same thing as the NFL, or, or when right. LeBron left Cleveland, then he came home. And I mean, and part of this story, I mean, there's no way of getting around it. One of the more, and we talked about this. One of the more bizarre stories you're ever going to hear is the lawsuit that's out there too. You know, suing the University of Georgia over the, the accident that I guess during a recruiting visit that Kevin had, where, where yeah, the, it was the, on Cade's official visit to Georgia, where the folding I mean, chair snapped when, and, when, and part of his finger, pinky, goes sliding across the floor. And then offensive line coach Sam Pittman, now Arkansas head coach, picks it up. And put, I mean, I, I've been doing this for 30-plus years, and that's one of the more bizarre things I've ever heard. Well, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I remember when Cade picked Georgia on ESPN, I was driving back from Florida, and I was watching the video, and I remember picking up the phone call, or picking up the phone and calling, I think it was somebody Catholic, and I said, what happened to Kevin Mays' hand? You know, why's he got this big wrap on his hand? And they told me then, you know, he lost part of his pinky, uh, you know, on Kate's official to Georgia. And I was like, geez. And, of course, you know, here we are two years later, and, you know. And that's a part of this story. It, it, it's a part of this story. Um, and, you know, listen, again, if you're a Tennessee fan, you should be ecstatic about getting big, big 68 back to go along with big 73. <laughs> Those two are tight. Two, and, and they are. And, and when I talked to Trey the other night, he he was excited, excited that it that he at least had a chance if if Cade can get his waiver that he was going to be able to play football. The yeah, because they line with Cade Mays. And and we we gonna, again we're going to try to catch up with Trey here in the next segment or two. But those two guys, have different mentality. And, and they take you when you're when you when you plug those two guys in the same offensive line. You got a chance every yep. time you step on the and field. And I'm going to tell you right now, and um, I've thought long, long and hard about this. You know, you can make the argument that because Georgia has lost so much off offensively, that you know Tennessee playing them late in the year actually helps Georgia because it, that all those players will have a chance to, you know, 
kind of grow and gel a little bit. But, see, I think the opposite. I think Tennessee has had this terrible schedule for years of playing Florida, Georgia, Team X. When, when Butch and them were undefeated, they played A&M, you know, right after Florida and Georgia. And that year they had, you know, hit the Hail Mary and, beat, and stopped the streak. But then they had to go to Texas A&M. They had to play Bama. This, this huge gauntlet of games all of a sudden it's broken up a little bit because Georgia now is in November and Missouri right. comes up in that slot. And so if I'm Tennessee and you and you're right, you get all those offensive linemen and you kinda you know, can if you can figure out more consistent quarterback play, the defense continues to progress. But you find out pretty quickly because you go to Oklahoma. That's week right, two. but that don't hurt you in league play. That's right. But so you, 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 you have a pretty good feel in week two where you are going in to league play. All right, let's go ahead and take our first break. We're gonna catch up with big number seventy three, Trey Smith. In the second segment, you won't want to miss that. This is The Nation. We're at the Texas Roadhouse in Alcoa, and we'll be right back. Joy. Texas Roadhouse is your home for legendary food and legendary service, 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. Do you hate to wait? Download the Texas Roadhouse mobile app and get your name added to the wait list before you arrive or order to go. Text Steak, S-T-E-A-K, to 68984 to become a Texas Roadhouse VIP. Enjoy information about specials and delicious gifts, standard message, and data rates apply. Texas Roadhouse is your home for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked bread, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas. There's something out there for you and me. And the American road is calling so What's it gonna be? Hey, it's an amazing day Traveling our own highway No matter where it leads us We can smile Cause it's leaning in the mind Marathon, fueling the American spirit When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989 The idea was simple Help people realize the American dream 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. It takes talent and grit to win a sports championship, and the same is true in flooring. With our master installers and flooring experts, Frazier's brings the best team to your floor. Call us at 546-4850 to win the new floor championship. Everything for the floor, from the team you trust more, Frazier's. This season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Dosecchi's Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dosecchi's has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dosecchi's, good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dosecchi's responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. Chris Lowe and Austin Price back on The Nation with the Texas Roadhouse and Al Cole. And I believe we have a special guest with us, Mr. Trey Smith. 
Vol fans know him as big number 73. And, Trey, we appreciate you coming on the show tonight, my friend. And I know that you made a lot of Tennessee fans happy with your announcement on Thursday that you're returning to your senior for your senior season. What's it been like for you? What What are these last couple days now that you've got this decision out of the way, you know you're going to be back for your senior season as you sort of all steam ahead going forward? Yeah, man, it's, it's been a, a sense of relief, but it's also um, you know, it's a relief because, you know, I'm not getting my phone blown up all the time. Everybody's <laughs> not really asking. But, you know, it's humbling because I just went to a restaurant. I had about 20 people tell you, thank you for staying. Uh, you know, it means a lot to the university. But, you know, it's a pleasure to stay. I'm glad to be back. I'm ready to get back to work for another year. Trey, you know, and I know I know you well enough to know that you talk to a lot of people, a lot of prayer. You talk to your, your sister, your father. Um and, and basically try to explore every avenue. At the end of the day, when you sort of weighed the pros and the cons and what made the most sense, where did you keep coming back to? Where did you keep arriving that brought you back to Tennessee for your senior year? Uh, you know, just the whole thing that you want you want your stock to be as high as it, it can be uh, before you enter the draft. Um, for me, it was sort of like a level of maturity. Uh, there are a lot of things I can do. Um, better off the field from a standpoint of watching film, you know, and just going on day-to-day like a pro, you know, and behaving like a pro. But I saw a lot of improvements that need to be made in my game and a lot of things I can eliminate, you know, to raise my stock and become even better. Trey, it's Austin. So the other day we're, you started talking, you know, my, we're, 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 it's on YouTube live for us, and my, I look at my phone and Jesse Simonton text, you know, sounds like, sounds like he's saying goodbye. When you went through the whole thank you to every coach that's coached you since Pee Wee, and it was, was was that an intentional hook to make everybody think that you were going, or or was that just kind of more just you just wrote it and just talked? Yeah, I think it was just more so hiding and talking. Honestly, uh, I didn't mean to pull people out. That's a pretty cool idea, but uh, you know, I was just trying to give thanks and you know pay a little bit of homage to the people uh, who helped me to the point where I, get to the point where I'm at today. Gotcha. So, all right. So we go back to the recruiting process. You and Cade were always tight, and you know I, I know you really wanted him to come here originally and 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 play together. Now, if he can win this appeal, you would have that opportunity with one year left for yourself. How exciting would that be? And just kind of take everybody through that friendship that you two have. Yeah, man. Um, you know, from an early age, getting recruited here, I know Cade always had a lot of clout in terms of recruiting and stuff. Um, you know, I mean, we came down to Neyland at one point. I think I want to say it's like either 16 or maybe 15. And I remember we came down for like a little unofficial visit in the summer. And, you know, just being able to meet him for the first time, his family. Sort of know what they're about. Uh, you know, since he had a football camp in my high school, Cade came. So, you know, we've had a good relationship uh, with him and his family for a while. Mr. Football event. And, you know, um, I always want to play next to him, man. Just a Tennessee thing. Being from the state, I always thought it'd be cool. Uh, you know, to play with a dominant lineman, man, I always want to – you always want to play with monsters on the field with you. People are like-minded. And I feel like a lot of times we're like-minded in the way we play the game. Um, you know, but I, I'm really excited if he wins the field. You know, I'm praying that he does. Uh, you know, obviously we have Cooper coming too. The Mays family's coming back to Tennessee. Uh, it's exciting times, man. I really want to play with Cade. Uh, so something I've been thinking about since high school, honestly, was a little disappointed when he didn't come here. But he made the ultimate decision for himself uh, at that time. But, you know, it, it's a really exciting time. I really, if he plays next to me, man, we're going to maul the hell out of some people, man. I can't wait. 
Now, now, he's big into duck hunting and stuff. I know you've done – You have you went with him duck hunting and stuff before? No, I haven't. Uh, still got to get my license everything. I, I turned 21 here in a couple months, uh, so I'm thinking about getting a shotgun, my license and everything, so I can, I can do it big time, man, get some waiters. Oh, I want to do it right. But uh, I've, I've been asking a lot of folks to take me duck hunting for a while, man. I got, I got to get my license and stuff together. <laughs> well, Trey, this is Chris again. Now, if you guys – graduate to going to deer hunting you, you you and Cade both if you if you get some sitting up at some deer stands you better get some of those heavy duty deer stands if you guys are both yeah. up on the same deer stand my friend yeah that won't work <laughs> let me ask you this you know you practice and I, when we visited a couple of weeks ago on campus you this you basically had two full contact practices this year right something that to that effect yep. yeah just about two or three yeah three How one and one including the bowl game okay how optimistic are you now as you get ready? And I know you, the doctors have been great, and you, you've been right there with them, and they've devised plans for you to be able to, to get to where you are now, that next year that you'll be able to practice more, you know, it, have more contact practices and be even better. Because let's face it, if you're going to play football and be good in football, you got to practice football. But is that something on the horizon for you, think, going forward, Trey, that you will be able to practice more full contact this next season? Yeah, it's funny you say that. I've been thinking about that a lot. Um, sort of forgetting what it's like to go to practice almost every day since my freshman year, you know. Um, you know, with practice, in my opinion, there's nowhere I can go except for up. Um, there are a lot of things that even this last practice I had before the bowl game, I was able to clean up a lot of my stuff just in one simple practice. It wasn't even a hard practice. So just thinking about going forward, I'm very excited with the opportunity to get better. Um, you know, a lot of people don't have a good relationship with practice. With me, I relish every moment of it, man. I want to get better every rep. I have questions all the time, man. I want to critique myself super hard. But, you know, it's, it's an awesome opportunity I have forward. Um, you know, I'm able to play okay without practicing. But, obviously, the direction I want to go and the player I want to be, having those practices is going to be integral to my success. Trey, it's Austin again. So all the talk about you and then, you know, we just talked about Cade, Brandon Kennedy getting his sixth year. For all that talk, how in, how much more important, though, is it for Darnell, who I know was not 100% late in the year, battling an ankle, for Wanye, for K-Ron, for those tackles to really take a huge step this spring going into next fall? Yeah, uh, it's going to be awesome. You know, Darnell was an early enrollee, so – I mean, let's be honest, he probably hasn't even been in the, the, this program that really that long if you really look at the whole picture. So yep. having, him, having him be able to have more practice, excuse me, more film time, be able to analyze the game, critique himself, get healthier. Also with K-Ron, you know, just having more time to just focus on themselves this spring, you know, work their skills is going to be really, it's going to be an awesome uh, experience and moment for them. Just to keep developing because at the end of the day, uh, we have a lot of potential on this line, but until we go out there and prove it as a unit, you know, potential's potential. It's always something that could happen. It doesn't mean it did happen. So, but you know, we're gonna take the proper steps and measures. You know, Coach Friends gonna go to work with us every day, and we're gonna get better, man. They're just gonna keep developing and keep getting better. I know they are. You talked about this the other day, um, getting to be in the same offense two years in a row. How important? I mean, you talked about it, but I mean, you think about it, like Jared. Jarrett's never been in the same offense two years in a row at the quarterback position, and how important that is to have Jim Chaney here again, to have Craig Fitzgerald here for a third year. Is that when the the, the program really starts to take a step in the right direction to turn the corner when you can have some continuity? 
Yeah, you know, funny you say that, I've never experienced it. So, you know, I would think that the only direction we could go is up, though. I only think it's a positive attribute that we're, we're retaining. Uh, I just think, you know, being under the same offensive system two years in a row, it's going to make everything a lot easier from the standpoint of the first game to the last game. Uh, you can sort of see us making strides. We aren't where we want to be as an offensive unit, but you can tell we we're getting way more comfortable in the system near the end of the season, you know, going through the middle of the season, rather than the beginning of the season. We struggled at times. But, you know, Coach Shane is a, a great offensive coordinator, one of the best I've been around, and he's going to have us ready, man. He's always going to put us in a position to win. We just have to be out there and execute, and we have to be sharp on a mental standpoint. Trades, Chris, we'll get you out here in just a second. You know, as you went through this whole process, and, again, I know you did your homework, what, where were you hearing mostly had you come out this year you would have gone? What was sort of the, the most, you know, what round were most teams and people saying you probably would have gone? And were you getting that sort of all over the board? Yeah, I mean, there was no particular round or anything. Um, you know, I, we, we just sort of sent my film off the college advisory board. Um, you know, it's sort of like first round, second round, you know, third, fifth, undrafted. And, you know, they just recommended I stay back in school, you know, to increase my stock. Yeah. Um, and, and let me hit you with this, too, before we get out. You know, you've said all along, ever since we've talked, about how much it meant to you to play in the state of Tennessee, to play for the University of Tennessee, to wear the orange jersey. And you, and you like to talk about them orange britches or them orange britches. Yeah. As, you, as you weighed this decision, how much did, how much, was there a sense with you that there was some unfinished business, not only with you, but with this university and this football program? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, just being clear, man, I love being here. Um, it's a sense of comfort knowing I'm, I'm ha- at home, first of all, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, I know the people here in Knoxville. They've always been very good to me. Um, I love this university. I love this school. It's nothing hard for me to come back and work to do the same thing I've been doing. Um, at the end of the day, you know, man, it's not a hard decision in my mind. I want to be a volunteer. When I came here to the University of Tennessee, you know, we had a 9-4 season, Dobbs and them. They did a heck of a job, man. Camp a little bit short um, at the end of the season, so the vibe wasn't, you know, as good as it could be. And, you know, as a freshman, you know, and being from the state, I wanted to change that. I wanted to put this university back on top. I want to win the SEC championship. You know, I want, I want, to, I want to restore Tennessee back to where, where it should be. Whereas when people look back in the future and they say, hey, when, when was the turning point? I'll be like, you know what, when Trace and Juwan, all those guys, when they were coming in there, they went to work when it was the darkest moment. They brought it back out, man. Look at it now. I want to be one of those guys that brings this university back. I want to be one of the parts, man. So it wasn't a hard decision, man. I have a lot of unfinished business, a lot of things we got to do better before we get to that point. A lot of hard work in front of us, but we're going to get back one day. Well, Trey, you know, uh, making the decision to come back, you got a little bit more leadership put on you. Not that you didn't already have it. You already were looked at in that work, but you got a little more juice, which means you got a little more juice in the uh, equipment room selecting them orange britches. So I, th- I think you just tell Hawk next year, hey, that's what we're wearing, right? <laughs> nah, that, the head man makes those shots. <laughs> Coach Pruitt, man. Pruitt don't yeah, care, Coach Trey. <laughs> well, Trey, man, we, we really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight. And uh, we, we, we obviously, I think I speak for Big Orange, the whole Big Orange Nation, and, and we look forward to seeing you back out there donning the number 73, whether it's in orange or white. And, uh, and, and Godspeed to you, my friend. And, and thanks again for the time, and, uh, and we look forward to catching up down the road, okay? So I appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Go ball. Thanks, right. Trey. All right, that's Trey Smith, big number 73, back for his senior season with Tennessee joining us tonight on The Nation. And we'll be back here from the Texas Roadhouse in Alcoa in just one minute.
selection of Big Orange merchandise, touchdown at Hound Dogs in West Knoxville. Locally owned and operated, Hound Dogs is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Hey, Tennessee fans, there's a new player in town. Your favorite Blue Bunny ice cream is now available in Neyland Stadium and at Thompson Bowling Arena. It's time to sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Made in the ice cream capital of the world, Blue Bunny offers more than 500 varieties of ice cream and novelties. Look for your favorite Blue Bunny products at participating retailers across the state or at concession stands inside Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena. Sack your sweet tooth with Blue Bunny. Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal housing lender, license 109111. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL greats, Rajon Neal and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Cheering on the basketball balls, you can generate a mighty powerful thirst. Be the all-star of your next hoops watch party by passing out some bottle cold Coors Light to your Big Orange teammates. It's the winning edge to any good time in Tennessee. Two great things that were made great for each other. Rocky Top and Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. Great beer, great responsibility. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing. We remind you when you crack open a cold Coors Light, remember to celebrate responsibly. And as always, 21 means 21. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin. All right, welcome back into the show. It's Chris Lowe and Austin Price. Thank you, Mr. Trey Smith, for joining us in the second segment. I thought you were going full Doug Dickey voice there for a second. No, no, that goes sticky. <laughs> now, 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 listen, now, get those hands working, you know. That's, when, that's not the way we do things around here. But we want to thank Trey Smith, big number 73, for joining us in the second segment. If you missed a great interview be sure to go back on the archives and listen to it. I think if you uh, didn't already know how much it means to him to play football at the University of Tennessee, he certainly pounded that home in that interview. And we want to remind fans that VolWallArt.com, the official online photo store of the Vols, wants to help you deck your walls for the Halls this holiday season. Visit VolWallArt.com right now for their Beyond Black Friday sale. Enjoy 30% off your purchases. Simply enter GBO30 at checkout. That's volwallart.com, your source for exclusive UT Athletics prints, canvases, and posters. All right, AP, so we heard from Trey and, and about the possibility uh, of he and Cade Mays both suiting up and playing in that offensive line. We're not going to – I don't know when we'll find out. Of course, he has – the Mays family has retained Tom Mars, who is an attorney that's basically been – well, not basically. He's been very successful at getting kids across the country their waivers cl- uh, from the NCAA cleared. I mean, Shay Patterson in Michigan was certainly was a guy was one of his clients, but he's had a lot of success in doing that. 
and we'll see. And, and I, I think without question they think they've got a decent shot at getting him eligible next year. And if he does get eligible, as Trey said, then, um, boy, how uh, what did he say? We're going to maul some people? Well, that was quote. We're going to maul some people next year. Well, I mean, they, he said he playing with someone of like mind. You know, as far as like playing till the whistle, and I mean, they they he and Cade both play in that kind of gray area. Like, you know, it, that's what makes them who they are. It's what makes them, you know, really good players. Um, but they they're just kind of ruthless, and and you know, as, as you know, as nice as they can be off the field, they are ruthless between the white lines. Well, that's listen. I mean, nobody ever said. You want a bunch uh, playing the offensive line? You want a bunch of choir boys up there? <laughs> no, you don't. You know I that's mean, right. <laughs> you, you better be bu- strong and mean and nasty and powerful and, and be be willing to to mix it up. And that's uh, some of the best offensive linemen that I've ever been around, ever covered, ever seen play. Just had that. You know what he say? We want to be monsters out there. That that mentality that you want to just maul people, finish blocks. Cole Kublik, who knows a whole lot more about offensive line play than I do ever hope to know, an ESPN analyst who played the position. When we talk to him about Trey, the thing he keeps harping on. Well, he over, loves Cade and Trey, but, but both the, those guys. Right, but the thing, and in, in talking to, uh, to Cole about Trey when I did the story on him a week or so ago, is he said when you watch him finish blocks, just just every single play, not just three-quarters of the time, but every single play, the way he finishes blocks, is sort of what separates him. And when you watch Trey, there were, there were two different versions of Trey. He wasn't bad the first half of the season. But as is, is he played his way back into the field of playing football again the last half of the season, he was yeah. dominant, dominant football player. And that's why when you heard him talk about them devising a plan for him to be able to practice more and have more full contact practices, he well, should. that's what the league's going to want to see, sure that you can are. practice. Absolutely. But it, the, I think the thing here – right in front of us, that means he starts a season next year, like if he's able to do that, picking up sort of where he left off this year. And, and you don't have that transitionary period to try to get to that point, you know, three, yeah. four, five games into the season. Um, I tell you what, let's go ahead to your favorite part of this show. And I know, again, you, you lay awake at night thinking about this and when you're not playing with the Price girls or taking them to Disney or, or going and buying them gifts or your lovely wife. But it's the marathon question of the week. Discover how full tank of freedom from marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon fueling the American spirit. Okay, we talked a lot about the offensive line. I think we agree that if everything falls right, K gets eligible, everybody stays healthy, and the same group returns next year, that the offensive line will be, without question, the strength of this football team. As you look toward the spring, where, what else, what other part of this team do you think needs to improve the most? Now, I'm not saying that to get on par with the offensive line, but when you're good up front offensively, you always got a chance, okay? Where else, as you look at this football team going into next year, and specifically this spring, does Tennessee need to make the biggest jump, you know, if they legitimately are going to be a team come late October, November, that's at least in the conversation to be in the East race? I would go with a specific position. I'd go wide receivers because okay. you lose so much, um, you know, productivity there. Um, behind that, I wouldn't say secondary, but I think figuring out who's going to replace Nigel Warrior is going to be, you know, really, really important. 
and then who can get to the quarterback. Um, I would so for, for specific group, I would say wide receivers, um, but for a specific position, you know, from a standpoint of you know replacing one guy, it'd probably be the, who replaces Nigel or replaces Daryl Taylor. But I, on the whole, I would still say wide receivers. Okay, and, and probably the pass just in the passing game in general too, right? Well, I mean, you you lose Marquez Callaway, you lose Jawan Jennings, you know, all of a sudden, you know, Josh Palmer, you know, again, is he? to kind of go back to Jordan Bowden, can Josh Palmer be Batman? You know, or is he just a better compliment? You know, Alvin Harper was awesome when he had Michael Irvin, but then when he went to the Bucks, he wasn't nearly as good. You know, so, I mean, same thing. Well, just it's, it's, it's very similar. You know, when I've got you, I'm pretty good on this show, but when you go off to the Caribbean or some of these exotic vacations you take <laughs> and I've got to do it solo, I'm not nearly as oh, good. Trust me, Lo, you're a Batman. All yeah. right. Let's go ahead and take her, her final break here on The Nation. He's Austin Price. I'm Chris Lou. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in Alcoa in just a couple of minutes. Cherokee Distributing, proud supporter of UT Athletics, wants to remind fans to please drink responsibly, choose a designated driver, and remember that 21 means 21. The Big Orange Home Games this season, enjoy the refreshing starting lineup of Rocky Mountain Cold Coors Light. The championship taste of Doseki, Smirnoff, Sparkling Seltzer, and Tennessee Brewed Yeehaw at select locations around Thompson Bowling Arena. Down the field, Rocky Top, running through the tee. The Big Orange is steeped in tradition. Charlie, Ken, and now me, Kevin Frazier. Frazier's Carpet One is also steeped in tradition. Since 1953, Frazier's has been the name to trust in carpet, hardwood, luxury vinyl tile, and anything for your floors. Call us at 546-4850. We'll come to you. We'll make it easy. Everything for the floor, from the tradition you trust more, Frazier's. Right now, you can get five cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's five cents off every gallon with Make It Count Rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com slash radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. This season, get an assist from the coldest player off the bench, Dos Equis Cerveza. There's simply no substitute. Dos Equis has been crafting its famous beer for as long as the Vols have been shooting hoops. We're talking over a century of game day greatness. That's tradition you can taste. Dos Equis, good from the opening tip. Distributed across Big Orange Country by Cherokee Distributing, who remind you to please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. You're listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of ValQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. All right, welcome back into The Nation. We appreciate you spending part of your Sunday night with us. Already we had Trey Smith on tonight, breaking down his decision to return to Tennessee for his senior season. 
Talking about next year, and again, just really sort of took, take you or took you inside his decision, and pretty obvious that this is exactly where his heart was. AP, that he wanted to be back here, he wanted to prove, as he said, that he could get out and not only improve his stock as an NFL player, but felt like he had some unfinished business at Tennessee as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, Trey is the guy that, you know, is going to do what's best for him. And if, if he had felt like that, that had, you know, was going to the NFL, he'd have win. You know, he, he really likes Knoxville, took into consideration everything that the uh, scouts and the GMs and, and everyone told him and, you know, just tried to, you know, make the decision that was, you know, best for him and his family. And, you know, you can tell he's excited. He's excited about the thought of playing with Cade if he can, if Cade can win his appeal. He's excited about the growth of the young tackles. He's excited to, you know, play in the same offense for the second straight year, first time he'll have done that since high school. Yep. So, uh, more news off, uh, not off the field, but uh, more news in and around the SEC. The Pirate, Mike Leach, back in the SEC. Remember, he was a lot of people forget he was the OC of Kentucky with Hal Mummy back in 1997-98. Um, so he's coached in the SEC before, not as a head coach, but back in Mississippi State. So now in the Magnolia State, you, you got Mike Leach at Mississippi State, you got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. Think there'll be, you think the Egg Bowl, which has always been had a lot of fireworks around it, been, let's be honest, been pretty nasty at Let's times. face it, the actions well, at the Egg Bowl – have really kind of led to where they're at right now. Yeah. You know, they decided to move on from Matt Luke. Luke, you know, is, is out, you know. And so it's just interesting to see how this thing goes. Then Mississippi State goes and lays a proverbial egg in the Music City Bowl. And then, you know, Lane Kiffin is hired. All the juices in Oxford instead of in Starkville even though Mississippi State had just won the last two Egg Bowls, Mississippi State wasted no time. They said, you know what, we're not going to let Ole Miss get a leg up on us. We're going to go out there and make a move on Joe Moorhead. They make a move on Joe Moorhead, and then they hire, you know, someone who is uh, just as big a personality um, as Lane Kiffin. And paid him $5 million. Yeah. When did you think, let me you know, you're not you're not old like me. You're getting older. I want to remind you of that. Oh, yeah. But when did you think you'd ever see the Mississippi State head football coach making $5 million? Uh, you know, it's just kind of progressively gotten like that, though. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I, I never, you know, I've been covering this league for going on 30 years. I never thought I'd see I mean, look at that uh, kind of cash. Our good buddy John Chavis, though. John Chavis, when he left here, was making, what, 350 375 You know, and now I'm, I'm old enough. I remember when Coach Majors was making about $300,000 as head coach. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and which was a lot of money at the time. And. So don't tell him that. But I mean, Chief went and was making three hundred. All of a sudden, he's making over a million, close to two million when he was at A and M. You know, I mean, this just kind of the progression financially. Hey, what do you think it's about to be when when you know ESPN, you know, gets the rights and all of a sudden the money <laughs> goes way up. Yeah. I mean, they're they're gonna be spending money hand hand over fist. And, and, you know, I haven't had a chance to go to all these these locales. They've all spent money and reinvested money back in the program. We have to. If you don't. But you go to Mississippi State, for instance. I mean, their facilities are really nice, what they've done there with their, you know, their their football building, their facilities, period. They've done, they've made upgrades to the stadium. 
if you don't, you're just going to get left behind. Upgraded the cowbells. <laughs> did, you, did you see the clip of Leach getting off the plane? Oh yeah, shaking the cowbell. Well, I mean, but you, surely you didn't I, expect I, anything but that, but that. I mean, I think I think Mike went straight because when when they were they interviewed him down in Key West. He's got a place down in Key West. He loves down to go to go down there. I think he got went from Key West to Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> Off the plane, ringing the cowbell. <laughs> you talk about must-see TV. And somebody that coached with him just recently texted me yesterday after, you know, after his, I guess his initial press conference, and he said, man, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> One way or the other, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, and, and had he been hired here, it would have been a lot of fun to watch. But the question still remains is for a guy that doesn't like to recruit – how are you going to function? Now, it, here's the and deal. That's a fair question. Here, here, here's the deal. Of all the league schools that he could have went to, that one may be more suited to him than maybe any other one because you don't have to recruit high schools at a crazy clip to be competitive there. You've got to be very functional in the junior college scene in Mississippi. Yeah. And if you can do that, much like Jackie Sherrill did, then the Mississippi State, you know, as we've seen Dan Mullen, you can get them to a point. Now, is there a ceiling? Sure, there is. There's a ceiling on any program, um, but you know, can can you can you get them back to where Mullen had them? Can you you know can you continue on with what Joe Moorhead did, which was 14 and 12 and 2 and 0 in your in your in, in the Egg Bowl? Can can you do that? And, and, and they fired him. That wasn't good enough. Yeah, but here's the deal. Socially, as as good a guy as Joe Moorhead may be. He was a Northeast guy coaching in the heart of, of Mississippi. But I can promise you, Mike Leach, and I know Mike, Mike Leach is not a guy that, that, that sort of died in the Wolf Stark Vegas either. Okay? No, correct. He, he's a unique taste. He, but, he, and, and, but, but he's, but he's going to be so out there. Moorhead was so dry no, I agree. and he's, reserved. And, and, and so while he may not be a, you know, Le- what, you, what you're talking about, but Leach is going to be – a guy that kind of comes up there with some of these crazy opinions, and Leach is a bite back kind of guy too. Yeah, he, he if if he wants he he will go on the offensive. Right, he's not a guy who's going to sit back and just sort of play, you know, play nice all the time. He will go on the offensive. Uh, but Mike is also a guy. He has a brilliant offensive mind. I talked to somebody who talked to Mike Reese just you know, in confidence when he was trying to decide whether this was the right job for him. He's not going to change either. He's still going to be throwing it 60, 65 times a game. Okay, now I know people say, well, wait, you can't win like that in the SEC. Don't tell Mike Leach that. They're going to throw the football around the ballpark. Now, can he get the players and the quarterback and everything? Because you know, he's proven at Washington State he can win with lesser personnel. The Pac-12 and the SEC are a little bit different animals. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and he's in a division with LSU and Alabama and A&M and Auburn, all halves, all halves. Can you do it? Playing like that at the division, we're going to find out. And again, one way or the other, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to see. You, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, it's it's going to be pure entertainment. You know, Jay brought it up before the show. SEC Media Days is going to be a thrill a minute. I want to see the first Twitter fest between Lane and, and Leach because those two are friends. They get along very well. And, and I, until I, uh, they get they get along very well until one of them takes a recruit from the, the other. other. And that's, it's, you're exactly right. It's funny how that happens. I've actually been with Lane when he's been texting and sort of trying to goad Leach into tweeting something. But those two in the same state in the Egg Bowl, you're right. SEC Media Days hasn't really been the same since Spurrier left. I think it just got spiced up considerably. Well, you know, I, I think that's why they try to bring Steve in there every year just to have let him do the media rounds, just to kind of get a little. 
Maybe we you can know. have like a, a deal where Leach and Lane are talking <laughs> and your moderate moderate. Spur your moderates. All right. Thanks, AP. Or thanks to Trey Smith for joining us tonight on the nation. We thank you for listening as we do every Sunday evening. We'll do it again next Sunday right here at the Texas Roadhouse. Now for so long, everybody. To the nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, celebrating 30 years and the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, discover how a full tank of freedom from Marathon will take you wherever you go. Marathon, fueling the American spirit by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Blue Bunny Ice Cream, available in Neyland Stadium and Thompson Bowling Arena, and by Dos Equis, the official beer sponsor of the college football playoff. Keep it interessante and please enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation has it's also brought to you by Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State. For more news on college sports and the SEC, this is The Nation, signing off.